Hey, thanks for listening to the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe podcast with Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox, and myself, LeVar Arrington. Make sure you catch us live weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern or 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe show over at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm a hustler, baby. I know being tired, getting up, getting in your car to come to the studio, give y'all all this content that we give Wait, you. Wait, whose car? In my car. Yeah. Oh, because you said get in your car. Get in the car. Yeah, some people call it a ride. Get my ride. Again, you know. Give y'all content. It's uh, two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. 4 a.m. You can listen to us on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates, and we will take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 a.m. Pacific, so we got a couple of more hours to play with here uh, on FSR. Now, we started off uh, last hour. You mentioned something about Nacho Libre, the movie. Yeah. (laughs) I've never seen it. Uh, That's horrible. Yeah, so I'm not uh, familiar with it. again. If it's not, uh, you know, the all 22s, I'm not really into it. But, oh, you know, on, some man. people are into football, some people aren't. And so the uh, Nacho Libre theme song, yes. you want to explain this? Because I think we have Come it. Come on, let's check it. All right, so let's, uh, let's, let's, hear, let's it. hear what this is all about. Yes. Yes. I mean. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this sounds like every family gathering with the in-laws. <laughs> it does. I'm sorry. It did Watch die. how it comes in, though. I am. I am. I am. I am. I am. I'm glad I am. I'm proud I am. Why? A real religious man? Well, you know. Brady, have you ever heard this song before? I do not remember this from the movie. Yeah. Oh, come on. It's the beginning of the movie. What a letdown. I was expecting like a punch at some point. Like like a real, you know, like kicking the ass in the morning. No, it just makes you laugh. It just makes you smile. You know? All right. Oh, I am, I am. These sons and sinners oh, man. are all the same. <laughs> By the way. Hey, so it takes, it's like at a parish? Are they at like a parish or something like that? Like, yeah, he's well, in a seminary. A seminary. Yeah, like, going to be a priest. Yeah, he wanted to be a priest. And then they had all these orphans there and stuff like that. And he wanted to be a luchador. I and mean, he became a lucha, a great luchador called Nacho And I got the squeeze. And I come to squeeze. By the way, Roberto, the fact that this song was played on this show before Vicente Fernandez, uh, you got to be ashamed of yourself, buddy. Like, he's lost his card. He's oh, completely geez. lost it. Oh, my gosh. I think we got to start every Wednesday with that. <laughs> <laughs> That's the new tradition. Is that the new, is that the new one? There's we got to start energy, every though. Wednesday. Is there like, a, like you know, something more I think more you got to go watch the movie. Like, I think you have to play it louder. 
Oh my yeah, okay. God. Well, no, I'm saying you that. play music louder, it, it brings a little more energy. Yeah. And, and I don't think it's an energy song. It's just a, it's a fun song. It's like if you know the movie, it just it makes you laugh because it's so dumb. I but find it. I find it. I find it offensive. It's funny and fun. And I find it offensive. You know why? I don't know. Oh, here we go. Because it's it's here a day go. and age of everybody being offended. Oh. So you know, they, is that a segue? Like, yeah. Well, okay. no, no, not 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 quite. But I didn't uh, know if right. that was a segue or not. If you want to segue, let's segue. Well, no, I got to. Uh, I want. You want to take a happy moment for me where I am, I am, and then you want to turn it into that. Well, you didn't finish right the whole song. Like you, you I don't know all the singing. words. Oh, okay. I don't know all the all right. words. Well, if I knew all the words, I'd be singing all the words. Um. So it is two pros. I start to mumble. You know, as I was. <laughs> that, that is the trick. Hey, trust me, I had to do that with one of my own songs back in the day. Forgot my own lyrics. How does that happen? I don't do you know. You get like so caught up in the moment, it just I, in that like it just it leaves you. I don't know, but I I froze and the mic was going, the band was still playing, and I just went like yeah. just uh, like you just turn into Harry Carey. Like I I had no there was I had nothing, and and finally I picked it up like uh, you know about. 10, 12 seconds later, but <laughs> so I just, I lost it. Uh, so funny. Do you understand how mortified, but, but amused I would have been if I was there and we were buddies? I, I mean, that would have been the best, worst moment, period. Oh, yeah. All just, in one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like Jonas is melting down. Oh, no. Jonas is melting. That is, is funny. Isn't yeah. it? Wait, nah. Dang. Jonas don't See, mess up. Like, and, and the problem is, if you actually have a fan base, if you're actually like a decent band, with they know your words better than well, you do. Yeah, but you could just put the mic out to the crowd and they'll fill in the rest. It's right. like, oh, okay, we're good here. There was nobody there. Oh, well, then it didn't matter. Well, if the did, tree falls in the forest and nobody's there to hear it make a noise, did it make a noise? It did, did when, noise. when you're the author of something and you forget what you wrote. Like that's a, yeah, that's but a there problem. was no one there. No. So you oh, didn't so you care wrote either. your own lyrics. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but he that did. Makes it worse. But listen, yeah. nobody cared <laughs> enough to cool. be there, so you didn't have to care that's enough cool. to know him. Well, listen. Uh, there you go. Happens. Like it all worked hand in hand. I thought this was like some major event where there was like at least ten people there, and you messed up in front of ten. No. Oh, listen. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I wish there were like eight. Not quite ten. Yeah, we weren't uh, oh. selling out venues. Um, well, but eight, eight is not enough. You know. I hear you. Unless there was one that you really liked, or two, or three. Well, now, if there case, were two or three out of the eight that you liked, then that's a miss. Yeah, and I would have felt bad for yeah, you. Yeah, it's it's a bummer. But right. um, you know what else is a bummer? Uh, the uh, Cleveland Browns of twenty twenty one. Just a just a bummer. That was a bummer of a season. It was uh, injuries, I, a lot of other stuff kill. going on. There was yeah. a lot of hype, right? Yeah, yeah it was a big hi- big hype. O- only to see that you know the team that uh, nobody expected in that division go all the way to a Super Bowl and be you know minutes away from winning a Super Bowl. Yeah, um, that was like the swift kick. It's like everyone was like, oh, Cleveland, they're that dark horse to go to a Super Bowl, win a Super Bowl, and they're like, no, it's the team no one thinks is going to do it in this division that ends up having a shot. Do you, do that, you think they were rooting against Odell Beckham Jr. or against the Bengals? Oh, that's a good question. I I personally feel like they were rooting against Odell Beckham. I, I do too. Can I, can, I, can, <laughs> I just, weird. can I just add this thought? They were rooting against both. They yeah. did not take they did not take a choice in that matter. So they tie. They were the under. They were the under. Well, here's the thing. Somebody had to win and logically thinking they had to know that. But the idea of man, well, 
we'd want Cincinnati to win. Like, Cincinnati's one of those teams. Like, they're not going to win a Super Bowl. Like, that's in your mind. They're not going – they're just as much that type of team as as the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. But you thought that the Cleveland Browns had a chance. So here we go, right? So I'm I'm like, I do not want to see a team that's in the same state as me get this Super Bowl. That's in the same division as me get this Super Bowl. But at the same time, if I'm the Browns, I'm looking at Odell, and I'm like, man, Odell is famous. Odell's brand is big. They're making it all about Odell Beckham, his cry face, all this stuff. That's that's. <laughs> I just didn't want to see it. Yeah. If it, I'm a Cleveland Brown fan or player or or front office, I just don't want to see Odell's cry cry mean face. Well, I don't want to see it. It, it. it might get a little bit worse uh, for the Browns. Uh, Jarvis Landry, uh, I don't even know what prompted this. Just went on uh, social media uh, yesterday and was talking about, uh, you know, just his situation, uh, being injured, returning from injury when he shouldn't have returned from injury. Uh, the ball's in Cleveland's court. I want to stay here, but he's confident he can help a contender, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Now, he's obviously close personal friends with Odell Beckham Jr. He's been very happy for his success. Uh, Jarvis is entering the final year of his contract. He got a big money deal a few years back. He's been really consistent, and and he's never been injured up until this past season. Um, And so is this just a I want more money, or does he really want out of Cleveland, even though he's dressing it up to saying that he loves being a Cleveland Brown, but it feels like more of the same, uh, a, a wide receiver, a very good player, not happy with the situation with the Cleveland Browns. It, I wonder how much was impacted by watching Odell leave Cleveland and, and not success. only leave, but they have like being utilized more, going and winning a Super Bowl, which I, I would say one of the biggest tilts in that game was when Odell Beckham got hurt. You know, if he doesn't get hurt, the Rams might, I don't want to say run away, but they might win that thing comfortably. Yeah. So I wonder how much is impacted by the first off because they're such close friends and they obviously keep in touch all the time and all that. But I wonder how much he's looking at his career going, I'm as productive, if not maybe even more so. And that's not a hot take. Go look at the stats. Yeah. Jarvis Landry is one of the most consistent wide receivers in the NFL. So I wonder how much is impacted by Odell Beckham's decision to bounce or want to get out of there. And now he's looking at it saying, hey, man, I played this whole season banged up. I didn't talk about it. But, you know, no one really came to my defense. So why, why can't you let me go somewhere else and see what I'm capable of? Or let me try to go with a contender and go win a Super Bowl. Because I don't have that many more years left in me to do this whole thing. So I, I just I wonder how much was impacted by watching Odell Beckham, who's one of his best friends. I think it had a lot to do with it. When you when you see people you love and care about have success, especially as close to everything that has taken place as it as it did with with OBJ and and Juice, it, that's yeah. Of course, you're going to be thinking about that, and you're going to see it, and you're wondering what that feeling and that experience feels like, and and you're going to talk, and then you're going to share that emotion and. I mean, the reality will set in that that OBJ did have a, a season-ending injury in the last game of the season, by the way, which is a bittersweet pill to swallow. Uh, but if it, it, listen, I, I I recall when I was interviewing Juice during um, 
during the week I called the Detroit-Cleveland game. He was frustrated. He was clearly frustrated. He was clearly, you, you could tell he was searching for the right words to say to not, to be careful to, to not alienate himself or say something that could be used against him. You could tell. Like, you could tell that was, Miles Garrett didn't give a, give zero Fs about being politically correct. He, he just called out what he was feeling. The frustrations had boiled over. There needed to be a, a player's coach's meeting that took place, a come-to-Jesus moment of sorts. But you could tell Juice Juice is, is a very, very – he's a classy dude. He's, he's a very, very – he's high level. He's a high level dude. And, and you could just tell – like he was searching for the right things to say. And it sounds like right now he is continuing to search for the right things to say. Because as an athlete, you got to take into consideration you're either looking at your career from one or two ways. Either we can get it done where we're at. Like I can get it done here. We can get it done here. Or you're sitting there like, I got to get the hell out of here. Those are the only two things you have. There is no in-between. Either I'm on this team and it's like, you know what? We can get it done here. Like, let's get it done. I want to be here. Let's see what we could get done. Or it's like, can't get it done here. I got, we got, I got to bounce, you know? Even if it's about the money. Like, sometimes the money will prolong you wanting to, to deny the, the inevitable of trying to get somewhere else. But those are your two choices, and I think I think Jarvis is kind of like in limbo as to which one. Like, am I accepting the fact that we may not be good enough to get to that next level, and what does that mean for my entire career? And if that's what it means, then what's next for me? Where do I go? You know, and I think that that's what he's dealing with right is now. Is it more likely, uh, before we get to break, let me ask the question, is it more likely or less likely that the Browns' playoff run from a couple years ago was the peak of this Browns team? I think is more likely. I do too. Based on this year and the Bengals and and that division and the AFC as a whole, I I, I agree. I, I do too. I, I hope not. They've got such a talented roster. And 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 look, it's not like, I mean, it, it, right now Pittsburgh versus Cleveland, and they're rolling out Mason Rudolph. I'm taking Cleveland in that matchup. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I, I think they're favored. <laughs> Obviously at home, maybe even in Pittsburgh, if that's what they're rolling out. <laughs> All right? Fair point. I mean, who are you taking the Steelers against to win if that's what they're rolling out? Hawaii. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I'm right. not taking I, – I, I just think that there's there's still other teams in that division now, though. Like, well, will, will I get it. Ravens I mean, bounce back? I get it, Cincinnati? but I still – if that's what they're rolling out, I'm willing to be like, yeah, I'll still take Cleveland in that, in that scenario. All right. There's a chance that Pittsburgh may flip-flop with Cincinnati. Wait, who? I can't say it again. Yeah. <laughs> I can't say it again. I said it once. Y'all not going to get me to say well, it again. Who? Cincinnati? Hey. Cincinnati? Yeah. Come on. Cincinnati's the yeah. favorite going into next year to win the AFC North? <laughs> huh? Yeah, that's our... Uh, Cincinnati? 
Oh, <laughs> Next thing you know, LeVar's going to be taking a family vacation to Cincinnati. Yeah. He's so Why am I here? <laughs> <laughs> He's walking around going, hey. My kids, how did we end up here? <laughs> hey, Cincinnati. Hey, where, where do you it's guys nice chilling. Like, like, yeah. right, here we go. Where do you guys want to go? We want to go to a Reds game, Dad. In Cincinnati? <laughs> Cincinnati? Oh, right. man. Uh, two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio brought to you by Discover. If you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company. And that's why Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. Discover exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. All right. So coming up next, uh, do we have some bad blood between two coaches in the NFL? We will get into that for you right here. FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of two pros in a cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Two pros and a cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio. LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Um, later on this hour, about 20 minutes from now, we are going to have a uh, another edition of The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly here on Fox Sports Radio. So uh, we will uh, we will be handing out some midweek awards like we like to do here uh, on FSR. You know, I mean... Uh, it's not all negative here. We're not uh, just all, uh, you know, giving criticism. We hand out awards on this show. I think that's, uh, you know, I think that's a good thing. And based on an NBA All-Star weekend, uh, it, all, it could always be worse. Yeah, it's like uh, the weather around the country. Yeah. There's good, there's bad, and there's ugly. Well, you know, and hopefully it gets... A little warmer here. Yeah. <laughs> You're still quicker. You, like Lavar has painted this studio out like it's an igloo. Like it's not that bad in here. I mean, I don't. I understand. It's I don't, pretty cold. I, I, I'd, I'd compare you, it. I'd compare it to a meat locker. Thank you, Brady. Like if you guys started hanging meat up in that place. Just dangling around and in between yep. segments, maybe. Who had, says we're know, not? Yeah. Well. Ooh. <laughs> had Lavar punching those things like Rocky, like Rocky up in I would joint. not be surprised, man, because it's that cold. Well, yeah, yeah. Thank uh, you know. See, I stay as far away as I can for as long as I can. Well, thanks for that yeah. unique suggestion, Brady. Yeah, That's who's a unique that. suggestion? That's yeah. This is where I spend my whole entire life. <laughs> what? I just uh, listen. I, I just he, don't think it's that bad. Jonas is the king of packaging something and acting like he invented it or created it, and then just saying it a different way and being like, "Yeah, what? no, I, I was the first one to say that." What do you mean? Like, no, not at all. What are you talking about? I just check the suggestion box. Oh, okay, I'm just uh, uh, looking at the suggestion I don't know box. The suggestion uh, box. All right. So basically, uh, blah blah blah. Great idea, Jonas. Uh, uh, you're, yeah. you're my mentor in radio. Oh, wow. yeah. Um, yeah. All right, and just three guys staring at each other. Okay, I mean, I think. We're we're all caught up to speed here. Oh wow! Like everything uh, makes all Lead the, the uh, lap. <laughs> oh, Jonas Knox. I, I won't she throw Brady ass, in there buddy. if he doesn't want to be in there. But yeah, I certainly am not the third in that ass, one. Buddy. <laughs> uh, all right. So it is. <laughs> it is uh, two pros and a cup of Joe here on FSR. Full transparency. Right. So, I do not condone that. So we have a. Uh, we've got a liar. Um, or we've got a liar potentially in the NFL. We've also got uh, two coaches who could be feuding here uh, in the NFL. So we're going to get to that here uh, in just uh, in just a couple of moments from now. I do want to turn it over so we have full time for this. We have full yeah, time for this. Yeah, Checking time. the suggestion box. Want to make sure that we are on why, the why clock you put here. family business out there? Man. What are you well, talking about? You know about? what's weird, too, is he then takes so long trying to act like he's making a point from a conversation behind the scenes yeah. that it delays us even more, it, completely yeah. defeating the purpose. It's yeah. called vamping. Why it's you, called yeah, being why a you, broadcast professional. Well, why, you, 
why are you why are you putting our family business on blast, man? What I mean, are you I guess about our here? family is out there that we can't see. Yeah, what are you talking okay, about? Okay, I mean, I guess that's fair. I Listen, take that back. I you know what? You guys out there that are the good ones are our family. The bad ones, we don't we don't. We don't, yeah, we screw don't you guys. Yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, coming up 15 minutes from now, we are going to have uh, another edition of The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Some midweek awards here in the world of sports on this show. Uh, so we were talking about the Brian Flores situation. Um, you know, the latest is, uh, you know, a non-disparagement agreement that he says the Dolphins wanted him to sign. Uh, he turned it down. His lawyers uh, disputed all that. It was on uh, Real Sports with Brian Gumbel. Um, the Dolphins have come out um, vehemently denied saying anything. Like this, so we did not vehemently uh, denied uh, saying anything like this. Uh, we did not. Why do you uh, keep calling it a disparagement agreement? That's what it's uh, described as. I and mean, it'd be a non-disclosure agreement. That they're saying non-disparagement. I don't know. That's, that's what they odd. were. Yeah, that's how they worded it. But I was, I was confused by it too. I, I, I wasn't. Yeah, say because that's that's usually used for like a property or a product. You know, like it's a slander of goods or disparagement of property. It's just. It's an odd way of describing it. It's usually a non-disclosure agreement. Do you, do you think that the lawyers might have screwed that up? Uh, I, I don't you... know. This whole thing looks like they might have screwed it up. Oh, so. wow. <laughs> I mean, leading with racist accusations when your best your best like charge or most damning evidence is a potential bribery charge. Yet yeah. your, your entire thing was well, he was you know it was racist. Wait, wait a second. The fact that he was bribed, like maybe that's a bigger story. Maybe you guys should have led with that. Uh, yeah, I that to me is the big one. And if they if they've got evidence of the hundred thousand dollars that he was being offered then we can have a real conversation uh, about about all this stuff but this just feels like it's they threw a bunch of stuff out there now he's been hired by the pittsburgh steelers then he's on he's on the i am athlete podcast and um he's saying that well you know uh, bill belichick and i uh, we have not spoken since um you know the issue with the text oh well, you, you think yeah, boy, but yeah, because Belichick would be so open to the idea of let's have another conversation, knowing that he's just going to take a text message, run with it, and then he acknowledges. Then Brian Flores says, "I don't hold any ill will towards Bill. He made a mistake and messaged me. Um, you thinking I was somebody else? I've done that myself." So why the hell was that even brought up? Like, why was that used as quote-unquote evidence if you understand it was a simple mistake? Like, that's where there are so many holes with this whole thing. And and I just wonder, where are we going with this? How long is this going to drag out? He's already been hired by an NFL team. And is this just going to be something they work on over the next couple of months and it's gone by next season? The thing about it is, though, the issue does exist. So, so you take a moment to kind of look at it from this perspective even if he falls this falls on its face even if this approach doesn't doesn't get as far as he may have thought it was he felt as though he's doing something that is pushing forward an issue that has persisted and I will say this I know you weren't on the show on Monday Brady but I'll, I'll bring this back to light it has now open up the conversation for now government getting involved with the hiring process. And this was information that I was unaware of when we first started discussing this, you know, this topic, the, the, the issue here that, or, or what's going to come from this is now as, as it has always been, the protocol has been to answer to the NFL, to Roger Goodell, they sit down, they police one another, they come up with their 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 solutions, and that's how it's 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 governed. It is now going to be different people 
that are going to be coming to the table that these owners are going to have to answer to. And, and again, I said this the first time out. If you want to force change, you have to impact the bottom line. And if it wasn't going to be the way that I explained it in terms of players and coaches saying we're not going to play or coach until we get to a, a, a healthy amount of representation within the coaching and GM's positions, then what else is there? Well, the what else is there is, I, which I did not know at the time, but further further review, further information, further research, these, these teams need tax dollars. They, well, they don't need them, but they, they receive a ton of tax dollars. And so now what's going to happen is, is there are going to be government officials that are going to be at the table and saying that if you guys don't do things a certain way to, to everybody's liking, you're not going to get the dollars for, for a stadium. You're not going to get the provisions for money to do X, Y, and Z, to, to have a practice facility, to whatever it may be. And that, to me, now becomes the bigger story because this has actually been a catalyst for that conversation taking place in terms of what the new reform for how you hire and how you how you interview, how that process goes. Well, here's the tough part about this, because when you talk about politics playing a portion of it, it, it really doesn't because you've got other places where you can find rich owners who've gone around it and, and they've basically bought land, built a stadium and they haven't needed the assistance necessarily of the politicians, right? They haven't needed um, the, the government funding, whether it's a local municipality or state funding, whatever the case is. Um, they're rich enough to be able to absorb those costs and, you know, take on some debt and then make it work. So I, I, don't, I don't know that this is going to change as much politically. I think the, with, with what's happening with the Washington commanders will in the sense of it, I think what's, you know, hasn't been made public that's maybe a different story. I, I just I think what this is going to do is it, it's going to force owners and really the NFL to look at their hiring practices and try to find a better way or a better avenue to create diversity. Um, you, you obviously have a meritocracy that exists within the NFL in regards to players. It doesn't really work quite the same way when you're talking about coaching because you know, so much of it, for example, um, I'll, I'll just I'll use the Los Angeles Rams hiring their offensive coordinator. They ran through a bunch of interviews of potential OCs, knowing that Kevin O'Connell was going to go take the head coaching job with the Minnesota Vikings, many of which were minority candidates. Here's the issue. They knew they wanted Liam Cohen all along. He did a great job at Kentucky. And, you know, they, he had been there before, and they, there's, there's comfort familiarity with that. And so even though they're interviewing all these different candidates, they knew who they wanted. And that's the problem with it. And, LeVar, you brought this up before. It's like when you're a private company, you can hire whoever you want. I mean, you can have different mandates or things that you have to go through, the hoops to go through. But ultimately, if you feel like there's someone out there who's talented that you feel comfortable with and you want to coach with or work with, you're going to go hire them. And that's essentially what they did. So I, I just kind of look at it and, and wonder, you know, what it's going to take in order to create real lasting change in all of it and whether they're hiring practices only because to me, it's, it's, it's honestly doing what the New England Patriots have done. Did you see what position group Matt Patricia's coaching? 
Did you see what position group Joe Judge is coaching now? Quarterbacks. Quarterbacks. Matt Patricia's working with the O-line. Now, both those guys previously, when they got their head coaching stints, were what? Defensive coaches. Matt Patricia was the D.C. there in New England. Joe Judge was a special teams coordinator. Now, did work with wide receivers. But they're changing over their responsibilities as a coach to then almost rebrand, relabel themselves. And unfortunately, when we look at like, coaching candidates, a lot of them come from New England. Why? Well, because of the success Bill Belichick and Tom Brady had, but also because Bill Belichick is revered as arguably the, the greatest coach ever in the NFL. And if that's the case, that's part of the conversation. But look what he does with his coaches. He makes sure they know football inside and out from every single angle. I don't know that we've got enough coaches who go through what those coaches go through in order to know the game. And and this isn't any disrespect to other coaching trees or other greats that are out there, guys who come from Andy Reid or anyone else. It's just they're unique in their approach of what they do, and it seems to work well in regards to how those assistants end up going to interview for head coaching positions. And and I think instead of us sitting here and saying, like, hey, we need to put in these these certain rules or – we need to have we need to do a better job of propping up you know coaches and candidates to be on both sides of the ball and, and educating them on that. Like I think you've got a lot of good defensive coaches who, if they were on the offensive side of the ball, they'd have more head coaching jobs. I mean that's that's the reality of what the game's become. It's become an offensive game, and and even so much more, it's become a passing game. I mean we we now had as few a thousand yard rushes as we've had this past season. As any that I can recall in the past, what, decade? However long it's been? And, and so in large part of it is teams feel like if you don't have an offensive mind, a great offensive mind that understands how to help a quarterback or get the most out of your quarterback, you're probably not the top candidate for most head coaching positions. I mean, that's the reality of it. There's two positions that usually take the blame or get the praise for success or the faults. It's the head coach and quarterback. So if those two work hand-in-hand hand together and you've got a franchise that just drafted a young quarterback or is trying to bring in a veteran quarterback, you better have a coach that knows how to handle that position. And that's, that's usually the ones we look at and say, hey, look at their success. Look at the two we had in the Super Bowl. Sean McVay and Jared Goff initially, now Matt Stafford, Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow. Like That's what we look at as the formula for success in a copycat league. And we're not helping enough minority coaches with, you know, getting to that side of the ball and helping them get elevated and hired. It's uh, two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. Coming up next, we're going to hand out some midweek awards. It's good, it's bad, it's ugly, and it's yours right here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. I'm George Reister, host of the Reister or Wrong podcast. This is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth. Absolute fire on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Facts only. Make sure you check your feelings at the door because no BS is allowed. We keep it 100. This is where real conversations happen. Listen to the Right or Wrong podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio. 
LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Uh, coming up uh, top of next hour, a little over uh, 15 minutes from now, uh, somebody on this show has got intimate knowledge uh, on a major decision in the world of sports that should be coming up uh, very, very soon. Uh, we will get into all that for you here again a little over 15 minutes from now on FSR. We are going to get into a, another edition of The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly here. Uh, first, I want to let you know we are brought to you by Discover Real credit card questions require real people, someone who understands your issues and works to resolve them with you. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. Discover exceptionally common sense. There are some good things that happen, and there's some bad, and then there's some downright ugly things. It's time for Good bad and ugly. All right, and here to dish out the responsibilities this week as we hand out some awards, it is the great, the powerful, the wonderful Lee Lap. Fellas, as we do every week, we start with the good news. Jonas, let us know what that was this week. Okay, I have a question. Can I hand out two or do I only have to hand out one? Give us more good news. Okay. All right. So I'm going to give out uh, two pieces of uh, good here on the show. Uh, first and foremost, seeing all of those players uh, from the uh, NBA 75 team, the 75th anniversary team on the court at the same time, that was awesome. Because you got to see different eras of, of stars, guys that we've all grown up watching, guys even that we heard about as we grew up watching and how great they were back in the day. Seeing all those guys on the same court in the same building at the same time was awesome. Charles Barkley mentioned it afterwards. He was emotional about the whole situation, uh, even more so than he thought he would be, just being surrounded by greatness. So there's the one piece of good news. The second, the production of the Daytona 500 Fox hits it out of the park every year. I'm not trying to ball wash them because they're Fox, but I think they hit it out of the park every year with Daytona. It was a phenomenal watch, even though Lee DeLapp screwed me out uh, over several bets and gave me six different drivers that were going to win, and none of them won, so I lost money. So there's that. That's my good about that. All right, fellas, how about the bad news, Brady? Let us know. Well, as always, you could could go a bunch of different directions, but... I think the bad has been the the ratings for the Winter Olympics. Um, It's finally over. I'm not even sure many people realize this, but it has concluded. Um, The average of 10.7 million people who watched the 2022 Beijing Winter Olympics on NBC in primetime over the past few weeks, uh, well, that's the lowest audience for any Winter Olympics games on record. Um, Now, they did get a slight bump from a couple of things. Their streaming and digital platforms helped tick that number up about uh, 700,000 more uh, to 11.4. However, keep in mind this. These numbers, they cook in the massive audience that NBC got and carried from the Super Bowl into the Winter Olympic Games. So the truth of the matter is these numbers are even they're even propped up better than what they actually were because that average in primetime was impacted by the Super Bowl, right? Like you had a hundred million viewers who ultimately, you know, usually leave their TVs on, end up falling into um, the Olympics, would have raised up that average big time. So they're actually probably worse than what even NBC is uh, 
is portraying at this point. So not not only were they down from even the last Winter Olympics, they're just it was the worst that we've ever seen, and obviously a lot of reasons for it. Well, Lee, can I ask a quick follow up to Brady? Just a brutal honesty uh, I needed for, from Brady Quinn. So you uh, and obviously your wife is a, a former Olympian. We know you're very competitive. She's very competitive as well, too. Correct? Yeah. Okay. Does she sort of give kind of the side eye towards the Winter Olympics? Like. Pff, that's the lesser Olympics because she's a, a gymnast and because she's had so much success and she was a medalist and, and all that. Does she look at it down on the Winter Olympics uh, based on being a summer Olympic uh, superstar like she was? No. Okay, that's good. Very good. Way to play along. Uh, all right. Sorry, Lee. <laughs> no problem. And as we always do, we end with the ugly LeVar. What was ugly this week? Your boy AB strikes again, guys. Jumped out there put some tweets up of his x-rays and how he felt but here was the most interesting part of of the tweet he puts out there they tried to hurt me intentionally at the buccaneers sent me out there after knowing i was still hurt (laughs) tom said he would throw it if i came to play hurt i came pause he didn't throw it Imagine being hurt, having to play through this and being lied to. Coach said, if I couldn't run on this, get the F out of here. Next one. F all y'all MFers. (laughs) Still can't stop me at the NFL. Um, It's just ugly. It's ugly. Because, I mean, he's a he's a bridge detonator. And he's crossed many bridges and has had the opportunity to cross many bridges and has detonated every last one of them. And he is still doubling down on this whole Tampa Bay Buccaneers situation. Just let it go, man. Uh, it's okay to just just let it go. He's, he's done right. Because everyone always says that, uh, well, if you've got talent, somebody's going to give you a chance. It's over, right? Like, this is it for him. If you got talent, you got a chance. I don't know. And here's why I'm going to say I don't know today. And I've been saying this all week. I preface everything by saying everything is on the table when you're trying to win. And and I I didn't think that Flores would get a job. I I said I I, I can't see how any team would hire him after all of this. And he's, he's been hired. So there's the, there's the idea that – and not saying I'm comparing the two, obviously, in terms of the nature of what it is. I'm just saying this is a legal situation taking place with Flores, and he still has been – a legal situation against the National Football League, and he's been hired again. If A.B. can help somebody's receiving room out and help their team out – as strange as it may seem, as strange as it may sound, oh, somebody man. might give him another chance. Never say never in the NFL. Yeah, that, that's yeah. all I know. Nothing, nothing <clears> I, I, I stand by that, man. I, I just, like, Brady was the one guy who defended him, who brought him in. He was his roommate for a time. And, I'm telling and he you, even could threw be, him under the bus. That could be the reason why Arians and Brady fell out, man. If, they, if it truly did sour, that could be a major part of why. Imagine bringing somebody to, to your crib that you know you can't stand. I can't stand this person. But my, my but somebody I'm cool with said, please let him come. Like, please let him come. And then he comes and he does the same BS <laughs> that you knew he was going to do. 
and he jacks something up, breaks something that's like not very valuable oh, in your house. Man. Like that's going to strain the relationship. Yeah, I'm just, just saying. Uh, but just just remember the hashtag: no more white women 2020. Yeah, right? that's the most uh, important. You know, uh, it's a horrible hashtag. Yeah, <laughs> no. Like if there's a documentary on Netflix uh, for uh, Antonio Brown, all is that women be deserve it? of all colors, shapes, and sizes <laughs> deserve love. He from, burned, from us. burned his feet in a cryo chamber. Hey, where are the white women oh, at? No. Not on oh, no. <laughs> Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.